Welcome to the Thinking Church podcast with me, Chris Bright. Every week, I'll be speaking with a church leader about ministry strategy and getting to grips with not just what they do, but the thinking behind why they do it. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. My podcast guest today is Tiffany DeLucia. Tiffany is the Director of Sales and Marketing at The Unstuck Group. She graduated from Clemson University and before joining The Unstuck Group, worked in public relations with major national retail brands, nonprofits, and churches on content creation, strategic planning, communication consulting, social media, and media relations. Wow, that is a big old CV of yours. That sounds amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tiffany, it's so great to have you on the podcast today. It's good to be here. Yeah, I don't get the chance uh, to, to talk about church marketing a lot of times with uh, people who are speaking directly to pastors. I'm usually behind the scenes doing this stuff, um, but I'm happy to be here and talk with you today. Well, that's really cool. I'm, I really wanted to talk about uh, church and marketing because I think it's something that the church has a bit of a, a rough relationship with, and I know we'll get into some of that, but maybe before we start on there, could you, um, when we're thinking about marketing, could you just give us a, maybe a good definition about what actually marketing is? Because I think we all kind of have an idea, but we don't really know what marketing is. So give us a good definition that we can utilize and take forward. Yeah, I was thinking about this because you posed that question before the interview. I, um, I've got an example. So I was thinking back to when I was in high school. Um, I was kind of, I had this reputation of being kind of undateable. I was the pastor's kid who had the high standards and guys would ask me out and I would say no. And um, that was just my general reputation. Well, there was this one guy I was kind of interested in, but he had a girlfriend, so it never really went anywhere. Um, Senior year, he broke up with her and I just started noticing he um, just started showing up at places where I was and um, asking a lot of questions and he started using AIM Instant Messenger. I don't know, that dates me big time. AIM Instant Messenger. They already used AOL Instant Messenger back in the day. Um, so I started noticing he was on all the same times I was on. And um, he just, you know, started getting to know me. And then one day, after we've been talking for a while, he just point blank asked me, so what are you looking for in a man? You know, 17-year-old audacity. What are you looking for in a man? And I, I took the bait and I said, um, you know, I don't remember what I said, but he comes back and says, well, just so you know, I'm all of those things. And I remember thinking, who is this guy just telling me, you know, he is all the things I'm looking for. Well, 10 years later, we've been, you know, we've, we've been married and we've got two kids and that worked out just fine. And I just started thinking like, that is a really great picture. He, that was just excellent marketing. He narrowed in that I was the person that he was trying to uh, reach. And he found subtle ways to get to know me, to be where I was going to be, to be there when I was going to be there, um, to attract slowly before he hit me with the really direct line that I was, you know, he was everything that I was looking for. And if he had just walked down the hall or the first time he showed up at the, you know, ice skating date with me and all of my friends, he had said, I'm everything you're looking for in a man. I mean, I don't know, who is this guy? Um, And I think it's just a really great picture of what marketing is. It's this way that you narrow in on who you're trying to reach and then you slowly and subtly you start start to try to attract them in different ways you show up where they are you try to be where they're going to be you try to ask really good questions you try to get to know them really really well and then you ultimately still make you know the ask you still give the the hard pitch at some point um but you don't 
shout it at them at the front. I think about um, whenever you've been walking down the street, I don't know if this happens over in England, but in the, in the US, you may be walking down the street and you may just see on occasion, somebody just yelling, God loves you. God loves you. And yeah, we get that. Yeah, we, it's we, the polar opposite of, of good marketing. They're hitting somebody who with no relationship, with no, um, with no connection, no backstory with the very direct message and the timing's all wrong. So when I think about like what marketing really is, to me, it comes down to um, knowing who you're trying to reach, figuring out where they are, how to connect with them, asking really good questions, getting to know them really well. And then ultimately you still do make your hard, sell is the wrong word for the church, but you do make your move with that person. Um, because if, you, if there's nothing, if there's no outcome, you're ultimately gonna measure. It's really just branding. Um, I wouldn't really call that marketing. So uh, the simple definition that I tried to frame it up is it's just communication and it's employed intentionally to reach a specific person with a specific message with the goal of helping them take a specific action. Wow. And, and firstly, amazing to hear your, your story of <laughs> how you met your husband. That I shared that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying, what I'm, immediately came to mind was I thought, wow, in the UK, we'd say, yeah, I'm none of those things. <laughs> but I think that's the, 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 like the English the, sentiment. The American audacity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I wonder if that is a thing where I don't know whether that translates over into the US. Um, I know in the, the UK, we kind of like, especially in the church world, we kind of like the, the marketing thing, we kind of cringe with it. And I, this is kind of this rough relationship that, that the church has had with marketing over time. And I don't know whether you've, you see that in the US as well, but um, I definitely see that yeah. in the UK. And I, I wonder whether you've seen any, you know, maybe when we're looking at that kind of uh, rough relationship, what are the mistakes that uh, the churches are, are making when they're trying to uh, do some kind of marketing and, and advertising, those kind of bits and pieces? Yeah. In general, the things that come to mind, um, two major things. The one is that most church communication I'm seeing, and we work with over 100 churches a year here in the U.S., and not just in the U.S., but um, most of what I'm seeing is every, the marketing is just stuck pre-2004. It's pre-iPhone, pre pre-current um, modern website structures. It's just things, and, and even before 2004, I mean, it goes way back. But in general, things are not um, following the current ways people are using technology um, and relying too heavily on things that just don't work anymore. I think that's one of the main things that I see. Um, unsophisticated use of email, um, not having anybody on the team, either volunteer or staff with the expertise needed to, de to design um, marketing that cuts through the noise. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing, and to, to me, this is the, where I cringe on our, on our side of the pond, um, is insider messages in outsider spaces. And that can be all kinds of things. Um, some good examples immediately come to mind is your website. That's an outsider space. And most churches write everything on their website for people who are already part of the church, or at least already, already familiar with Christ, already a believer. Um, you think about all the things we write about doctrinal statements and um, the potluck coming up and all of this, it's just positioned, the language is positioned for people who are already in the fold. And that's an outsider space. Another example I saw a lot during the pandemic was churches using their social media to post insider messages. 
And some of it was just like cringeworthy when you think about there are so many non-believers, people far from God, people de-church, people struggling with their faith. And they're seeing all these things you're posting that are just so nuanced for people who already believe. So nuanced for people who are already part of your church. And it's really an easy, uh, well, and it doesn't have to be digital either. You think about what, the way some people use, well, I don't know if, I don't know if this translates either. Tell me, do people in the, in the UK use their church sign to post all kinds of, like outside of the building to post messages for people no, just driving down the street? No, that's like a, that's a very American thing. Um, so mm. we, ha- I mean, you have church signs, the only thing they would ever say on them would be the service times. I've never yeah. seen any like interesting messages, but the <laughs> interesting thing is, is a generous way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, I mean, everyone is aware of them. You know, we see them all, they, they all become memes, uh-huh, you know, and, right. uh, and so we're, we're really aware of, of yes. them over in the UK. That's another example. Um, and the, the problem with this is that it's so easy to solve. When I think about um, using, even just designing your strategy to to communicate with the right people in the right spaces. Facebook, if you if you want to use Facebook as an example, your Facebook page outsider space, your Facebook group insider space. You know, if you want to think about um, other things, YouTube outsider space, email insider space. You can. It's really easy to think about how do we make sure we're using the right channels to communicate family and connection and mission and values and vision to insiders, and how do we communicate felt needs, um, pain points, um, the big picture message of Christ in the outsider spaces. And I, that's just, it, it seems like such a simple thing to address that most churches aren't thinking about. So let's think about, I mean, think about what's the right way that the church should think about marketing then. And if we think about that kind of outsider space, insider space, let's, let's kind of Take that further for me. How else can we think about that, that? Those kind of spaces, and what's the what's a better way to think about marketing rather than I just kind of put everything that we do just out there, or we just sort of plonk it on social media and just hope for the best that someone sees it, or we have no idea who sees it. It's just we kind of we just put it out without thinking. Is there a better way to think? And maybe that outside or inside of space is a good place to start. Yeah, I I think one of the biggest differences you talked about the baggage of the word marketing for, for churches. I think one of the biggest differences between the way our business approaches marketing and the way most churches approach marketing is the business starts with really clear business goals. These are the things we're trying to achieve. uh, At the Unstuck Group, I know very clearly what our goals are for the company, how many churches we're trying to reach, how many new churches we're trying to serve, how many um, people we're trying to engage in different conversations and how we're nuanced, how we get to know those people. You start with these really clear business goals and then marketing knows what they're after. I think most churches don't start there. Um, Maybe they haven't clarified who they're trying to reach, who their mission field is. They haven't clarified what we're trying to do to help people take steps towards Christ. That stuff is just fuzzy to begin with. And anybody in marketing or communication knows without clarity about the business goals or in church, the ministry goals, it, you're just, you're throwing things against the wall constantly. So I think most of the time it's more clarity about what we're trying to do that's needed first. And you can get into testing all the different strategies and all the different, you know, ways to reach people, but that's not usually what the problem really is. The problem is we don't know, we don't know what a win is. We don't know how we're, you know, how we're trying to, as a church, 
uh, live out the mission and the vision God's given us. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because there's, you know, so many churches don't ever really set goals. And then, you know, in, if you're in a business world, you know, you're going to set really measurable goals because you want to make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, there's going to be a number there. Mm-hmm. You know, we are trying to hit this or we're trying mm-hmm. to hit this, this and this to achieve a mm-hmm. greater aim. Mm-hmm. And churches just don't ever really, it's a, a real struggle. It's a really new thing to mm-hmm. think about that. And there's so many churches I know that have just really never set goals or when they have, mm-hmm. they've been very fuzzy. And um, mm-hmm. so when I think even churches, you know, trying to interact with okay how do we how do we get the word out there how do we market you know how do you bring people in mm-hmm. is there a better way to think about the goal of, of of marketing to say okay let's even define what is it there to try and achieve like what are we mm-hmm. trying to achieve when we do marketing is it to because so when we put something out is it we want to get people saved is it we just want to you know is there is there more steps involved in that what's the what's the goal that we should be thinking about when we're marketing Right. And that gets into a lot more of what the uh, the nuances of where marketing is today. I think most churches end up just marketing their events. That seems like the only whether because you're right, they don't want to put numbers on thing on spiritual things. A lot of the time, you don't want to feel like you're you're setting a number of people and, and then it becomes this fuzzy line of are we trying to reach people? Or are we trying to hit number goals? So they just it, you default to, well, because we, because we all do want to measure success. We can't help it. So we tend to just put put these like events. All right, well, we can market this event because we'll know if people showed up, if it if we won or not, you know? And so we, we do in some ways try to oversimplify um, the, the really complex thing of how, how are we living out this mission? How are we making and reaching new people? How are we making disciples? Um, I, if, if a church has the resources or the vision to move in this direction, yeah, there are a lot more steps. Like you're, you're most likely, I mean, I think intuitive, we know you're most likely not going to put out something on online or um, a billboard or, or whatever your strategy is, and somebody's gonna see it and then just come to faith. That's just not, that's not how, that's not even you know, probably biblical. It's not how things work. So that's where you start backing it up and you talked about more steps. Um, if you know who you're trying to reach, you can back up from there and say, okay, well, what's a path maybe we could walk down? It's, go back to my example of, of my now husband. Um, first thing he did was just figure out, hey, where, where is she hanging out with her friends that I might tag along? <laughs> you know? where, where is she communicating that I might engage? And I think that's what a lot of churches are missing is this sense of what are those early steps we could do just to be connecting with new people who are far from God, who do have the same, you know, need inside that we all have to discover our purpose and, and who we are and all of that. We're not, we're not starting at those early steps and it can be different for every church. It's not like there's a prescribed, a prescribed set way to do this. Um, and, and that's where it can feel overwhelming. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, let's, let's dive into some, a bit of some of the specifics of, of marketing. I hear this word a lot, and it's probably one of those things you hear on like YouTube ads a lot, which is funnels. Marketing is all about funnels. Um, talk to me about funnels. What are they? Do they translate in, into the church? Explain it for, you know, there may be people that have never heard of funnels and thinking, yeah. Chris, what on earth is, is a funnel? Um, yeah. But marketing funnels is now a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about that. 
Sure. Yeah, the concept of a marketing funnel goes back to uh, the, the, the it gets under the umbrella of the bigger picture idea of inbound marketing. So inbound marketing is using content to attract people towards your your offer, you know, with, and trying to be helpful at every stage of the way. I think that translates to church really easily. We, we do want to be helpful. We do want to be out there connecting. Um, so the concept of a funnel is that at the at the widest stage or at this awareness stage, you're just trying to be known. You're just trying to be known. And then as people move through at each stage, you're offering them a next step to take and you're trying to be helpful along the way. So from just being known, you may be trying to um, uh, connect with them at a little deeper level. In marketing, a lot of times this is where maybe they've given you their email address um, or they've interacted with something that you've put out there that tells you something about them. Um, and then each stage you're learning a little bit more and you're becoming a little bit more direct in your offer. And so it's, it's really about a journey for, from awareness to somebody who's trying to consider what you're talking about to then making a decision about what you're talking about. And the, the other concept that it doesn't necessarily contrast, but it's a little bit different that I'm hearing a lot about now is the flywheel. Mm -hmm. It's the same idea of somebody moves through, but the goal is that you're kind of turning, as somebody comes through that funnel, they're actually turning into a raving fan that helps you raise more awareness draw more people in and it becomes the circular thing which i think aligns to to ministry so well because as people move from far from christ to closer to closer to following him to growing in their faith to growing deeper they eventually start making disciples themselves and it is this sort of circular um thing it's not that tidy but nothing is um but that's the concept you start with moving from far and it's it's gentle and it's attractive and it's helpful and it's pulling people towards what you're what you're offering so straight away that makes you think okay so if we can figure out what to do at each stage that's going to help us through so what you do at the awareness stage well you're just trying to make people aware of who you are and um are there are there other steps like you, you mentioned a, a few of those that so be helpful to kind of get those those so we can think about okay if there's awareness then I guess it moves to the next stage and the next stage and, and we're getting mm -hmm. that through and and then we can start to tailor what we do at each individual level okay we're going to push them from here to mm -hmm. here so are there some basic steps that we can we can take forward that might be like a benefit to to people sure um we actually have a, an engagement path visual that we've outlined for churches that i'll send you that you can share with everybody afterwards that makes this really simple um Actually, and if we can pause just for a second and you can cut this out, let me grab that visual and I can even screen share it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So this is an example we've used um, at the Unstuck group for churches specifically to think about that funnel. We talk about people who are not interested. They're far from God right now. This is not what they're not thinking about spiritual things. They're not worried about spiritual things. They're far from God. Um, we'd call that next stage spiritually curious. Maybe they're interested in spiritual things, but they're not necessarily um, close to following Jesus. They haven't narrowed down which religions they're interested in. They're just, you know, they're, they're open to the fact that there's something else out there. The next stage we call believer, they've made a decision for Christ and then being discipled, disciple maker. And this is where you see that really it's here, it's listed almost like a funnel or a path, but once you're a disciple maker, you're out there connecting with people who are not interested. I think it's back to that flywheel concept. Um, what we've talked about is in each phase that you identify, you need to be thinking about both small steps 
that people can take and big steps people can take. Historically, at least, um, again, tell me if this translates to the UK, churches have thought of the, the first step somebody's going to take is just coming to church. You know, you meet somebody who's mm-hmm. far from God, you just invite them to church. Like that's the first step. And that's not necessarily how people behave these days. Um, that's a really big step for somebody who's not interested or even spiritually curious to show up at church as their very first move towards the things of God. So um, we, we encourage people to think about small steps that people could take and big next steps. And you're tailoring your messaging accordingly throughout. And so if somebody's not interested, we're really just trying to get them to engage with maybe with social media. A big step might be that they subscribe to your YouTube channel or they provide an email address. That's a pretty big step for somebody who's completely far from God to engage with your church that way. Um, Spiritually curious, um, the big step we want them to take is that they they follow Jesus, you know? And so you're, you're different messaging there because that is the that's the the step we're hoping to encourage um but the small steps might be that they request prayer or they engage with other pastors through social media these are just examples um but to put it all into um a simple framework when you're thinking about the funnel i say if you can't measure it then it's probably not worth doing when it's marketing um And everything should be measuring either first steps or next steps. If you can simplify it down to is what we're doing to help somebody take a very first step towards the church or towards Christ, or is it designed to help them take next steps towards Christ? That'll really help you start to segment. Is this for outsiders or is this for insiders? Where do we do first steps? Where do we do next steps? And ultimately, you said, what do churches need to be doing differently? They need to simplify and clarify what are we, you know, where are we trying to do evangelism? Where are we trying to do discipleship? Which tools do we use in which place? Yeah, I, what I've found in the working with churches is that we have a, an evangelism pathway, a discipleship pathway, and they kind of meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and eva- at some point, evangelism goes to discipleship, and, and it, it follows exactly that, that format where they go from, you know, you're taking awareness, um, you have awareness, consideration, decision, and then mm-hmm. you're kind of into your discipleship area, which is, you know, the classic, mm-hmm. we, we would do a discipleship pathway, just like you guys are unstuck as well. Yeah. And, um, and it's exactly the same thing. And I love the, the flywheel idea because it's supposed to bring you around to, mm-hmm. hold on, it's not just enough to be, to have a lot of knowledge in Christ and, you know, and to be a, you know, mature disciple is a great thing, but we want to be more than mature disciples. We want to be disciple making disciples mm-hmm. and disciple right. making disciples are going to be uh, to put it really crudely. And it sounds awful when you put it a church setting, yeah. they're going to be your best marketers because they're right. going to be the ones that are going to be the best salespeople right. to get the word out there to speak to their friends. And that's what we really want, isn't it? We want people mm-hmm. to be able to speak to their friends and you always speak to your friends about, you know, I, I think of the times when, I've watched like a great TV show or I've just bought a product, you know, it can be around really random things. You know, I bought maybe something for the kitchen or something or like, a, you know, and you, you tend to like get really excited about it. And I yeah. want to tell people about it because I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing that, you know, the, when, when people are being discipled, we want to help them get to that point of like, this is something that you, like, we want you to talk about because not because we're telling you to talk about it because you naturally it comes just, out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it right. Bubbles it, out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so I think for churches to think about that, to take them through those, those steps and to think about, okay, so how can, you know, even to start with, how can I take my current congregation 
and just to say, how can I help them get so excited about the gospel that they can't help but talk about it with with their friends? And that and and to let them know that that this it doesn't they don't have to bring them to Jesus right there in the workplace. And what must I do to be saved? It might just be simple as they talk to their friends and they start following the church on Facebook or something like that mm-hmm. or on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Something as Small simple steps. as that. Small yeah. steps. Small and steps. I think that's really, really interesting uh, and, and really fascinating. Some of it, though, I'm, when, uh, you know, when we're starting at that initial awareness, this is where the problems, I think, can arise, because I think that what we get is a church doesn't really know about their customer or well, customer is mm-hmm. probably a bad term um, or who they're trying to reach their mission field. Uh, but yeah. of course, a lot of marketing is knowing your uh, who you're trying to reach so what what can churches start to do maybe even just some simple steps to, to start knowing who they're trying to reach and try and find that because you know it, is it as simple as just ages and demographics or is that is there more to it what do you think about that well thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast this is only halfway through the podcast and you can listen to the full conversation by joining our members podcast. Just go to our website www.thinking.church and you can sign up to our members podcast there. It only costs the price of one coffee per month so it's well worth doing. So why not get a coffee, listen to the podcast and learn something new. We'll see you again for this podcast next week. So bye for now. <laughs>